hello and welcome back to another episode of here's horror we've been gone but we're back yep my name is tay and my name is moth welcome we've missed you we have missed you and it's each other <laughs> yeah i know we literally uh, have been talking for like two hours we were like we let's have... go on and do an episode yeah it's been like two hours yeah. since we've, we've been here on. for a minute it's we've fine uh... <laughs> we laughed we cried it was great now that's we're here. a fact actually <laughs> <laughs> um less crying more screaming it's fine yeah. anyway but mm-hmm. yes so as tay said we're back and when you last well no we've we've posted since then about mm-hmm. like halloween and then uh kind of bonus episode kind of sort of Kofi sneak peek thing yeah that was fun we were gonna be back sooner and then I had the audacity to get sick so yeah so fucking rude I know it's fine (laughs) (laughs) terribly sorry but it's fine so nice little break it is a nice little break so on Halloween we had the announcement of the winners of our giveaway and with that everyone gets a little shout out so I just wanted to quickly say first of all thank you to everyone who entered because yeah, that was seriously yeah a lot of fun and thank you to the winners for being patient with the prizes because um the embroidered hoodies are being made by someone mm-hmm. that i know it's not something that was already pre-ready when we yeah. made the thing we needed to know sizes and stuff like that so thank you for your patience on those so the winners were in third place or not third place but third prize was at pretentious pilot on instagram that's jamie from blood ba- bloodbath podcast we love her and the second prize winner was at Ian underscore underscore K, which is Ian. And then <laughs> our first prize was at J Paris 1975, which is Jen, who also chose the movie that we're covering today. So Woo-hoo! shout yeah. out to you all. We love you. <laughs> we love you very, very much. Thank you for posting and reposting on your story. Um, yes. Jen posted literally every day. She did. Um, like clockwork. It was amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. Absolutely. Thank you. We appreciate you and we love you. And thank you for choosing the movie that we're covering today because that gave me one less decision to make. (laughs) Yeah. Movie decision paralysis is real. Not that I ever pick the movies, but... (laughs) No, it's so real. I have like a whole spreadsheet and I try to populate it as much as humanly possible in one sitting just so that Mm -hmm. I can like not have to think about it. (laughs) Because like, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of fun like curating like what we are going to watch when, Mm -hmm. but like having to think about it on the fly when I'm trying to prepare for an episode is Mm -hmm. so hard. Yeah, dude, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be rough. Mm -hmm. So... Jen chose for us to watch, drumroll please, uh, I'm a little delirious, it's okay. Uh, we're it's, watching, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. We're watching The Village from 2004. The Village? Ooh, fun. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely more of like a thriller, kind of folky mystery situation than okay. like a true like horror movie so it's kind of a nice mm-hmm. way to like ease back into things after yeah. taking a little break you know mm-hmm. after we the skin of it all after uh. the skin of it all that left that left us all traumatized in yeah. fact yes incredibly yeah super fun episode super horrifying movie yeah i think about every once in a while like i didn't get like nightmares or anything like that but every once in a while i'll just be going about my daily life and it'll, my brain just like remember skin marine do you remember that shit remember how <laughs> fucked up that was right and then i'm like at work being like ah. <laughs> you're like i'm gonna get skin marine right now literally right now it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah no <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is a lot a lot more chill than that. So a little a little palate cleanser, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a good time in my opinion. <laughs> I like this movie. So the original chosen name for this movie was going to be The Woods, but MGM had already had a film in the works with that name, mm-hmm. which ended up coming out two years after The Village. But they started production first, so they were like, uh, "Can't be doing that." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ratings for this movie are relatively low, uh, but it's also a PG-13 movie, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that'll happen. But there's also some other reasons for it, which I will get into shortly, and I'm, I'm sure you will understand. Uh-huh. So the IMDb rating is 6.6 out of 10 with 274,000 ratings, which, not terrible. Anything mm-hmm. above 6, in my opinion, not that bad for yeah. IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Rotten Rotten Tomatoes ratings are forty three percent with just a fifty seven percent audience score, which okay. I still don't think is the lowest we've covered so far. No, I I feel like I should make something to keep track of that. 
Probably. Yeah, I'm trying to to think about what would have been the lowest. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I feel like we've definitely had movies that have like a really low audience score that we both end up just fucking loving. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I love joyous whimsy. It's great. Yeah, you know, we're really easy to please in this house. And I think that kind of just makes this fun in my yeah, opinion. It's, like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's really hard to fuck up if you just like everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Great. But the general consensus with the critics and everything is that it just seems like it wasn't as effective as it could have been or as people expected based on, like, who the writer and director is, which I'll get to in just a second. Mm -hmm. There's some crazy (laughs) sounds outside. (laughs) I don't know. That sounded like either a siren or, like, a dog howling. Yeah, I don't... Special podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it sounded, like, mechanical to me. But okay. maybe a big truck or something. I don't know. If okay. you heard those sounds, sorry, we live in apartments. It's fine. But um, what was I saying? Oh, um, there's the like director. Yeah, yeah. There's like a plot twist in there and stuff like that, and people are like, it could have been done better, but you know, it's mm-hmm. fine. So the budget for this movie was sixty million dollars. It's pretty hefty, and it did really well in the box office as well. Mm. It premiered on July 26th, 2004, and then the full theatrical release in the U.S. was just a few days later on July 30th. Mm-hmm. It made $50.7 million opening weekend, so just under budget, and then it mm-hmm. went on to gross $256 million oh, worldwide. Damn. So it did yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and the breakdown of that is um, almost half and half, so over $114 million was in the U.S., and then over $142 million was international, which is interesting because I feel like a lot of U.S. made films Mm -hmm. do better in the U.S., but this did better on the international market by just a little bit. I was like, I was sitting here being like, wow, why have I literally never heard of this movie Uh, whenever it was so, like, popular and, like, made so much money? I was six. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever it was in theaters. Yeah. uh, We were small. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, we wouldn't have been in the theaters watching The Village at that time. God, I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, this movie was written and directed by someone you've probably heard before and who is kind of a little bit of a polarizing name in the film industry, at least from what I have encountered in my life. Uh, It's M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, okay. Yes. So, obviously, like I said, he's extremely well known. He's a writer, director, and producer, notorious for his plot twists, whether you love them or hate them. (laughs) yeah so he's been like doing all the film stuff since 1992 starting with the film praying with anger never heard of it never seen it but that's what he started with and (laughs) some other films that he's made that you might recognize include the sixth sense in 1999 i can never say the word sixth but it's the sixth sense it's hard for my little body but he also made unbreakable and the rest of the glass series unbreakable came out in 2000 he made signs in 2002 Mm -hmm. the last airbender in 2010 which we don't talk about tomato tomato yeah (laughs) fat tomato Big fat tomato. And then recently he made Knock at the Cabin in 2023, this year. And I still haven't seen that, but I want to because it looks really good and it has Dave Bautista in it and I love him. Yeah. Mm. And he also uh, co-wrote Stuart Little, in case you didn't know. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I love it. Yeah. The cast for this movie is pretty beefy. Not gonna lie. Uh, We've got... Bryce Dallas Howard as Ivy Walker, Joaquin Phoenix as Lucius Hunt, and this script was written specifically with Joaquin Phoenix in mind for that role. So that's, you know, it's a good fit. And then, sorry, my throat is weird (laughs) after being sick. So if I'm pausing a lot, my bad. But also Adrian Brody as Noah Percy, William Hurt as Edward Walker, Sigourney Weaver as Alice Hunt, and Brendan Gleeson as August Nicholson. Hmm. So, a pretty beefy cast. Pretty good. 
There were some other cast considerations for this movie that feel just like really out of place. And I also am really good at my job because I forgot to write every single one of them down. (laughs) But I believe one of them was Kate Hudson. And I don't think that she has a face that like makes sense for a folky movie. You know what I mean? She's seen an iPhone for sure. She's definitely seen an iPhone in her life. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then also, what is her name? That's from the original Spider-Man movies. Um, no, nope, that's, not that's, the that's from the, no, um, the girl from Spider-Man. I don't yeah. know names I, right now. I know her face. I can see her face. Yeah, you can picture her face. And I'm sure that also like. Also has seen an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely has seen an iPhone. And I'm sure that people listening right now are like yelling at me what her name is. So I'm going to Google it really quick. <laughs> I'm I've only ever it. seen one of the Spider-Man movies and it's the Tom Holland and Zendaya one because why else? Why, why would I watch any other Spider-Man movies when Tom Holland and Zendaya are in, are in a Spider-Man? That is so fair. I know some people are going to be yelling at me for that because they're you big, know what? there are some big spider heads out there. People um, are allowed to have different opinions. You know what I, I mean? I just have a crush on both Tom Holland and Zendaya. Me so. as well. Um, and with that being said, it was Kirsten Dunst. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. She has definitely seen an iPhone. Um, also, um, so Sigourney Weaver definitely has too, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'll allow it because I love her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the cast. And mm-hmm. the movie has a fair amount of accolades, even though, like, critics seem to either hate it or want to eat M. Night Shyamalan's ass no matter what he makes. Yeah. So. (laughs) He's one of those directors. He absolutely is. Yeah. So it had 40, not 42. That's Mm -hmm. the opposite. 24 (laughs) nominations for different things, including James Newton Howard for best original score at the Academy Awards. He had a nomination. So that's cool. Yeah, and then it had a few wins. One of them, again, was James Newton Howard for his score at the ASCAP Film and Television Music Awards for Top Box Office Film. I'm excited to hear this score. Sorry. (laughs) Right? No, you're good. And the ASCAP is the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, in case you didn't know that, because I also didn't know that damn you won a whole award whenever the composer is in the name shit yeah yeah it's impressive so he has also composed scores for several other m night Shyamalan Shyamalan movies including the sixth sense and then eight (laughs) more movies since then for him Mm -hmm. and then beyond that he's known for films including space jam in 1996 and uh, the first two installments of the Dark Knight series, as well as King Kong in 2005, and the Hunger Games franchise, to name oh, a few. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm so sorry to everyone. I've never seen Space Jam. Um, wait, Pause. Is that the, is that the, the whole one, podcast. <laughs> is that the one with, like, Bugs Bunny in it? And yeah. Like and player? Lola yeah. Bunny? Yeah. I've never. Yeah. I know there's, okay. there's the hot woman in it with the dress. Nope. That's that Who one? Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah, I've never seen Space Jam that, or you know, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> before anyone absolutely murders Tay, I promise right now to fix this next time we're in the same vicinity. <laughs> because we can't just watch it together over the internet like we're doing yeah. this. Like, those are things that you need to experience. I don't watch a lot of movies, guys. That's like no, that's true. we started this podcast. I'm sorry. You're forgiven in my eyes. I'll just fix it. Yeah, yeah, we'll you know, fix it. It'll be fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> so the movie is set in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, we're going back to the village. We're not going to talk about Space Jam anymore. No matter, <laughs> yeah. no matter how much of a cultural icon and masterpiece it is, we are here to talk about the village instead. <laughs> so <laughs> it takes place in Pennsylvania. So the res- basically what it's about, uh, the residents of an isolated 19th century village have to abide by these really strict rules, including never leaving the village for fear of these creatures in the surrounding woods known as those we don't speak of. Okay. Seems simple enough until a member of their society passes away in, like, the very beginning of the movie, and Mm -hmm. another member of the community wants to venture beyond the woods for medical supplies for the community Mm -hmm. because people keep dying. Yeah. So that complicates things a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it's about. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a time. So, trigger warnings. <laughs> Once again, bear in mind, this is a PG-13 movie, so it's not going to be, like, aggressive Gracie. by any means. However, that being said, 
There are dead slash skinned animals shown in the movie at a few points. It's all farm mm-hmm. animals and they're killed off screen either mm-hmm. by the like creatures in the woods or for food by yeah. the people in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's also stalking by the creatures, mostly. <laughs> There's also a sudden mention of sexual assault at some point and the way it's spoken about can be triggering to some people for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a description of a suicide. There's child death. There's some gore, including audio gore. Mm -hmm. And then the last one I'm going to elaborate on quite a bit. So there's ableism in this movie in some pretty nuanced, not necessarily nuanced ways. There's just, okay, so the way a couple of characters are portrayed and treated Mm -hmm. is inherently Mm -hmm. ableist in the writing. So, we'll talk about it more after the movie, but long story short, the character Noah has, like, an unspecified intellectual disability, Mm -hmm. and the character Ivy is blind, Mm -hmm. and both of those portrayals are not great, and they're faced with some criticism. And on top of that, the disabled characters in this film are not portrayed by disabled actors, which is Mm -hmm. problematic in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's a probably the biggest thing to be aware of with this movie and it's something Mm -hmm. that we'll spend quite a bit of time talking about after we watch it so (laughs) something to be aware of for sure yeah and that's it for now and then we're gonna watch it and it's gonna be fun do you think you can handle it though yeah i'm excited i'm excited for this pick because it's one of our uh viewer listeners not viewers (laughs) viewers um one of our listeners picks um so it should be fun yeah it's i i do enjoy this movie there obviously are like aspects of it that are frustrating like with the Mm. ableism that i just mentioned but Mm. um i i do enjoy this movie so i think it'll be i like folky stuff i think it's fun i don't know it's a good time (laughs) all right well with all that we'll see you on the flip side Goodbye. See you soon. Bye. Jesse Eisenberg. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) At no point did he show up when I was looking into the cast. Yeah, he's literally right there. (laughs) He's definitely seen an iPhone. For sure. (laughs) The man invented Facebook. What do you want? Stop trying to change people, bro. I was just thinking, like, M. Night Shyamalan did not really put a line in this movie to fucking cure him. <laughs> right? You Are you fucking with me right now? I'm scared. <laughs> ah! oh. That's what I thought. Let him hang out with them. Yeah. Let them be besties. He's so right? excited. <laughs> He's telling them to come inside. Come on inside. That's me. Mm. Noah said, if you're cold, they're cold. Let them inside. Let them in. Let in the creatures. She was really like, this man didn't shoot his shot, so I'm going to risk getting fucking murked to make Literally. him do it. <laughs> That's insane. Well, at least he's admitting it. Like, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a top-notch guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, I fucked up. Are they gonna kill him about it? I'm confused. (laughs) I don't... (sighs) It'd be funny if one of the creatures was just sitting in the rocking chair. I would fucking die. (laughs) Yeah. Creature's just like, this is juicy. Ooh, I'm loving it. Oh my god. He had us in the first half, not gonna lie. <laughs> Literally. Oh! Yup. No! Yeah. Literally, Noah. Ugh, why would you do that? <laughs> Bro. I don't condone violence, but... No, but if someone <laughs> stabbed the person I loved, like, multiple times, I would I would do that, too. Yeah, I mean... That's... I, would, I would beat the shit out of them. Oh, 
Oh, to be part of a society right. where money isn't a factor. <laughs> that wasn't like a weird cult. Right. She's like, I too don't believe in the magic rules. <laughs> I was just like, why didn't they check the weather before they left? Because <laughs> they can't. They couldn't just get get out their iPhones. And uh, unfortunately not. Oh, man. So they're not even real? They're not even real. Bro, I'm pissed. Yep. Bro, just make out already. I'm saying. For real. Who doesn't want to kiss Sigourney Weaver? Let's be real. I I hear I hear nobody saying that <laughs> they're in that party. I'm just confused because like if they aren't real, then like where is the danger? Like I feel like we still have we still have half an hour left. Some something's gotta give. Mm-hmm. So maybe they are actually real because he was like there were rumors of these creatures, but I feel like they're gonna be real and they're gonna be like nice. Like, they're, gonna be <laughs> they're just vibing. Like, escort her now. They're, right. She's gonna she's gonna pull up. They're gonna be sitting in a little campfire, smoking a joint. They're gonna be like, "Yo, what's up? That's a you. you do you need a new cape? Like we got these right? ones. Like, like girl, you're filthy. What can we do for you?" Okay, I get it. You're having a panic attack. It's fine. Me too. Happens, you know. Yeah, and I don't even have monsters chasing me. Oh no, not the berries! Not the berries! Oh my god, what if they're just little lads who love berries and cream? Have we thought about this? That's probably the case. They probably just haven't even considered that. Girl! What is it, Slender Man? I'm saying. Bruh! Rude! Oh my god, so they're just like, the guy's just like a son of a billionaire. And he's yep. like, nah, I'm gonna start a cult. <laughs> yep. Precisely. This shit has me fucked up. Okay. <laughs> We're back! And, yep, we're back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we both kind of paused and we were like, we didn't discuss who was going to say anything first. And it's usually Tay, but we haven't recorded in a minute, so I forgot. Sorry. It's okay. I mean, how dare you? You stole my thunder. I did. God. Sorry. <laughs> I'll never do that again. <laughs> yeah, you better. God, I'll fucking quit. Jesus Christ. Oh, please Such don't leave me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my anyway. God. Okay, well, now that we're back, what would you rate that movie on a scale of one to ten spookies? That movie had me fucked up. Um, <laughs> okay, so I feel like I need to split this into, like, two. I feel like the first, okay. like, hour of the movie, I would give, like, a six. The okay. second hour of the movie, I would give a ten. <laughs> really? But it... It had me fucked up. Like, I was very interested. I loved Ivy. I yes. wish her character was written way better. And, like, mm -hmm. you know, obviously there's many problematic things about her character and how her character is portrayed. Mm -hmm. But just as a character, I loved her. I thought right. she was cool as fuck. And I would want to be her bestie. Right. Um, I think she's a great final girl. Um, I liked the twist with the creatures. Mm -hmm. um, they're definitely some problematic things going on in this movie but yeah if you ignore all of that it's so it's i guess a fun over, movie it is a fun movie i guess overall i would give it an eight um definitely okay. backing points for some of the choices they made um in regarding yeah the characters with disabilities yeah um, bad yeah choices. this is right this is one of those instances where you can like you can appreciate and enjoy media while still being critical of yeah absolutely where they fucked up so i would for love sure. for them to remake this movie now like, I genuinely yeah. think I would love for them to remake this movie now more, like, culturally conscious. Yeah. Um, and, I like, not be... let M. Night Shyamalan do it. Yeah, exactly. I think it would be really cool. Um, yeah. There's a lot of really cool stuff in there conceptually. And yeah. I just, yeah, I agree with you. I just wish that, like, they had done quite a few things differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's turning um, I... out to be, like, 
2004. Like, that fucked me up. Because I figured, okay, I'm like, okay, they're, like, this little, like, thing, like, away from everyone else. I figured it was, like, gonna be, like, the early 1900s. (laughs) They were living in, like, mid-1800s. Yeah. Like, they, like, the town is, like, not necessarily, like, modern as we think of it, but it's a town. You know what I mean? Yeah. I figured it would be, like, Philadelphia, and they just, like, walk upon Philadelphia, and it's just, like, you know, 1900s Philadelphia. There's, like, factories and shit. No. It is fully 2004. I, that had me shook to my core. I know there's some people who have issues with that plot twist. I thought the plot twist was just gonna be the monsters. But no. It's fucking, okay. No, he's like, oh, actually, also, it's 2004. (laughs) Actually, it's modern, it's modern day. Uh, Yeah, the first time I watched this, I was also absolutely shook by that. I'm like, what do you fucking mean? Right? Like, we saw a tombstone at the beginning that said it was 1897. Yeah, exactly. And you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah. So there, are they just pretending it's that time period? Like I'm They confused. are just pretending that time period, and um, I was going to talk about it a little bit later, but, like, there's really no reason for it other yeah. than fooling the audience, and that's one of the issues that people have with it. Because it's yeah. just, like, it feels like there's no actual reason for that. Because, like, if no you want to make... No one else would know. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, if you and, like, this group of, like, eight or whatever people decide that you're going to make a cult and you're never going to tell your fucking children about, like, violence or money or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. they don't need to know that iPhones exist. Yeah, exactly. It's but like you they, can still keep 2004 it 2004 means nothing to them. Yeah. No. It, that, that date doesn't mean anything to them at all. Exactly. So, so yeah. So it doesn't that, need to be the 1800s. It's, like, the only yeah. people who actually know what that means are the eight people who are in charge. And I, yeah, I feel like they could have just not had that and the audience would have assumed anyway. Like, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They could have like fully just left that out. But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it, um, they did that literally just to fool the audience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I am surprised that you found it that spooky though. I like, was, I just am curious Oh, wait, no, about, that like, was, what? that was, no, that was my, just scale in general. I haven't, uh, I thought, is that what you asked me? I thought you I asked might have me asked my scale in general. In general. I, I haven't, asked. I haven't done spooks yet. I'm so sorry. We got confused. That's okay. okay, guys, look, it's been, like, a month. <laughs> We're doing really well. Um, I might have asked in general. I'm meant to ask spooky. So. Spooks, I'm giving, like, a four. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, no, it's, it's not very spooky. But it does definitely have moments where it's like, what the fuck? Like, when you yeah. first see the creatures and, like... The just, creatures like, are cool. I like that they kind of look, like, cool. porcupine Like, yeah. that was fun. I, I, like I liked the, the creature uh, design. I thought that was cool yeah. and very interesting. And it kind of went along with the folky, woodsy yeah. vibe that yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, I like... I like the vibe of having, like, humanoid creatures in a setting like this, where, yeah. like, there's a treaty with them and, like, all of that shit, so, like, yeah. they communicated at some point, and it's yes. just, so, um, like, you know, and it's acknowledged yeah. that these are their woods kind of thing, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I no, thought, I like yeah. that. I wondered if they were, if they're based on anything specific, because he said something about it being, you know, there are old tales of this, and so I'm wondering yeah. if there's, and it's Pennsylvania, I'm like, are these less pedestrians like their versions of it are these some other cryptid that's mentioned in pennsylvania lore that i don't know about um i have no idea if you recognize these creatures (laughs) i would love to know do you hang out with them on a friday night let us know (laughs) do you when you're cold and you know that they're cold would you let them inside (laughs) i would let them inside i would let them inside they seem cool (laughs) <laughs> they do. But yeah, whenever I was looking up stuff, I, I didn't see anything in particular about that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would be interested to find out and see if they're like based on anything in particular. But mm-hmm. I do like the design of them quite a bit. I think it's yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah, I like how they, the, the cryptid vibes. And like you were saying with them, um, how they uh, like had these treaties and they like yeah. paint on the doors. It's like, where are they getting the paint from? Like, you know, I feel right? like that's. Yeah, that kind of. The kinda berries. Ha- the bear true they're little Probably lads the who berries. love berries and cream i'm telling you yeah um yeah no i uh yeah i like them they're very they're a very interesting monster because they seem to have a yeah. conscience and like plotting mm-hmm. to do stuff obviously they're not real so like that kind of gives it away but yeah just in folklore if they were a real folkloric creature they would be a very interesting they're one. pretty fucking neat yeah yeah 
Yeah, so I definitely want to like talk about that a little bit more. But first, I want to um, dive into the ableism in the yeah. writing for this movie because that's important. It's, that's important, yeah. and it's going to be kind of a, a beefy discussion a yeah. little bit. There's a lot of things that I was just like, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. So M Night Shyamalan has a bit of a habit of using disabled people and or mentally ill people. Or disability itself as a plot device in his films and usually in a very, not even usually, just in a negative way. And so like, for example, Unbreakable and the rest of the Glass series are heavily focused around disability as like essentially the villain itself kind of. And the series or in the movie Split as well. And here with the village, he, like, has transgressed on a lot of different uh, groups of disabled people. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't seemed to get better because, like, Split is relatively recent. And so that's why I'm saying if they, if anyone did remake this movie to kind of take out the shitty aspects of it in that way, don't let him do it because he probably doesn't care. (laughs) No, probably not. Yeah. So he has a tendency to tie disability to negativity in some way, like I mentioned, when it's included in his films. And that I'm not meaning like in the way of portraying how a disabled person may face adversity, but instead he literally makes disability itself the enemy. And um, or portraying mentally ill people as inherently evil because of their disability, like in the Mm -hmm. case of Split Mm -hmm. Um, and a little bit here as well in the village with Noah because we mm-hmm. find out that he has been the one the whole time to um, pretend to be one of these creatures to mm-hmm. like kill the animals and then all of that stuff. Um, yeah, he's that yeah. that was a weird thing for me because Noah doesn't come off as someone who is inherently violent. <laughs> Right. You know, like you gotta I just... agree with you, but if you're M. Night Shyamalan, yeah. you um, might think differently. Yeah, so... it's almost like he, at night, becomes evil, which, like, doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And, like, it would have, like, I like the idea of having a member of their community mm-hmm. be, like, pretending to be one of the creatures and, like, doing yeah. that kind of stuff and that being a huge plot device. But the only reason it's Noah is because of his disability. Mm -hmm. And it could have very well been, like, one of the younger members of the community who found out about that secret that the elders were Mm -hmm. keeping and they were pissed Mm -hmm. and wanted revenge. Like, that... Mm That could have been a whole thing, but it should have he, been Jesse Eisenberg. Sorry. It should have been Jesse Eisenberg getting revenge on his shitty ass friends for making him stand have. in front of the woods and shit himself. Like I'm saying, yeah, yeah. So, um, to kind of dive a little bit deeper into the parts of the village where M Night Shyamalan's transgressions hit several parts of the spectrum of disability, so. Just to recap, in this movie, we have two disabled characters. We have Noah, who has an unspecified intellectual disability, and Ivy, who is blind. So I'm going to talk about Ivy first. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's... I don't know why. I just kind of picked. But... (laughs) So at first, she's seemingly treated really equitably by other characters Mm -hmm. until her disability is, like, treated as some sort of superpower. Like, she can Mm -hmm. see people's colors and, like, Mm -hmm. she's the only person who can do this task because of her disability and stuff like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And let me... I want to first say that it's not inherently ableist to comment on the strengths that a disabled person has. That's not Mm -hmm. what I'm getting at here at all. Mm -hmm. What is ableist is referring to or alluding to traits of a disability as being a quote-unquote superpower, which is what's done with Ivy's blindness. Mm -hmm. That is a concept that can be kind of hard for non-disabled people to understand because, like, um, for example, we see people saying that kind of, like, holistic people, which is Mm -hmm. people who don't have autism, saying that kind of thing during, like, Autism Mm -hmm. Acceptance Month and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But it's actually a really harmful thing and as a person like coming from a person with ADHD who's dealt with comments like that for a long time I can vouch that it's at least incredibly frustrating Mm -hmm. to be on the receiving end of that Mm -hmm. so and that's because like focusing on a disability or traits of it as superpowers creates this idea that in order to be respected or in order for achievements to be recognized you Mm -hmm. as a disabled person have to be extraordinary yeah yeah 
disabled people don't owe you excellence in order mm-hmm. to be treated as equals. And that's a precedent that shit like this, like with Ivy's character sets, whether it's mm-hmm. intended or not. Mm-hmm. It's it's the payoff we get and it's perpetuated and it's fucking annoying. So yeah, absolutely. It's very problematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuff like that as a plot device is not good to do. So yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say that, like, you can't have a disabled character who also has superpowers. Um, yes. You very exactly. much fucking can. <laughs> um, I think everyone should reference Avatar The Last Airbender for this. Um, mm-hmm. Toph, one of yes. the best characters, just in general. Uh, yeah. And I think that should be, I don't know, I don't want to say a guidebook, but I've seen a lot of, you know, it's, uh, praise it's a for really, that character. Yeah, it's a really good representation of um, disability and also being able to do cool shit yeah and like not in spite of not because of just her the disability is a neutral part of her character it's just something about her Mm -hmm. absolutely that has nothing to do with her powers and it's just yeah a lot of people really like the representation of Toph and for those of you who aren't familiar with Avatar The Last Airbender first of all watch it second of all (laughs) um Toph is also blind so and she's an earthbender and she's like one of the best earthbenders just because she's a badass yeah so she is a badass I love her so much and she's incredibly smart and yes. yeah like she learned from the original earthbenders so yes she's yeah got that trick up her sleeve but anyway sorry back to anyway. i could talk about this is not i don't know how many times i need to say this to stop myself this is not an avatar the last airbender no podcast. it's not but that that is a really good example of like yeah. what i'm getting at though like mm-hmm. it's doable m night Shyamalan just doesn't know how to yeah i'm so. glad he didn't do another avatar movie because god i would have yeah. hated for him to take on top's character Fuck yeah for real mm-hmm. That would have been a disaster. (laughs) So moving on from Ivy and moving into Noah's character a little bit. So we already mentioned some of the ways that his character is problematic. And I'm sure that you can tell just by watching the movie how problematic it is. So first of all, he is very much a stereotypical portrayal. And I've seen him referred to as a caricature of what neurotypicals believe an intellectually disabled man to look like, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and to act like in almost every aspect of him. Mm-hmm. And he is also being played by a neurotypical actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So his disability is used as a device to make him, quote unquote, pitiable. Like it's literally said at some point in the movie that the creatures pity him because mm-hmm. of his, quote unquote, innocence. And I'll get into that later, too. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I'll get into that right now. He's in <laughs> infantilized heavily because yeah. of his disability. Mm-hmm. And he's also simultaneously isolated because of it. Mm-hmm. And he's treated as though he's isolated be- like because it's his fault. Yes. Rather than his community's failure to treat him like a person. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's a problem. Yeah. And he also uses violence, at least partially in this movie, because of his, like, sexual frustration about Ivy. Mm-hmm. And then people also automatically underestimate him and say that he couldn't have possibly known what he was doing when he mm-hmm. stabbed uh, Lucius because yeah. of his disability. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, when you watch the movie, he, like, stabs Lucius. He and stabs then he him, makes... and then he has, like, a moment. He's, like... Yes the fuck like you can see the gears yeah. turning in his brain he like he, puts the knife down he picks the knife back up he's he's having a thought process about that of what he wants to do next and exactly. decides to continue to stab him so because yeah, crazy concept he's capable of making decisions yes. and understanding consequences <laughs> yes absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and like you said chooses to stab him more times mm-hmm. absolutely. so but people just are like oh no how could he possibly because mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because he can. Yeah. Yeah. And the violence due to sexual frustration has also been criticized specifically because it perpetuates ideas of disabled men's sexuality being inherently bad or Mm. negative in some Mm -hmm. way. Being, like, uncontrollable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So there's, and there's so many more layers to Noah's, like, the problematic aspects of Noah's character specifically, as well as Ivy's. Um, But... I highly encourage anyone listening to do some looking into that and read some more of the many articles written by disabled bloggers and reviewers on the subject to get more of their perspective, because that's what's more important than mine. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'll have the articles that I found listed in the sources for this episode, of course. And there's there's so many more. Literally, all you have to Google is The Village 2004 Ableism, and then you'll find a wealth mm-hmm. of articles and mm-hmm 
I highly recommend reading them just to educate yourself on portrayal of disability in media mm-hmm. in general, um, yeah. but also in this movie. So, yeah, and that's not to important. say not to watch the movie, because I do think it's important to, like, have that in context. Yeah, absolutely. And like we've been saying, like, this movie does still do a lot of really cool things. Yeah. But it's important to be critical of the media that you're consuming and be absolutely. aware when it's doing harmful things, like perpetuating stereotypes and shit mm-hmm. like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> I, there's never a good way to segue out of, yeah. of things like that, but it's important to talk about. So we, yeah, for we sure. like to. Yeah. No, thank you for breaking all that down for us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> Happy to do it. So, but let's talk about the ending and the plot twists a little bit more and the monsters and yeah. all the things because there's so much, maybe too much happening yeah. in this movie. Yeah, this movie was, I could see, I, I liked the seeds that they kind of planted throughout the movie. Yeah. Of it being like, you could tell that they had left, like... A society, a right. society, like, recently-ish, like, within mm-hmm. the past 20 years. Um, yeah. Because all the elders, like, had been there before, so it's not, exactly. like, something that has been going on for a really long time, which mm-hmm. is interesting. It's in- it's interesting to see a cult during, like, the startup days, I guess. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. And, like, yeah, the glimpses of that in the conversation with the elders is interesting, but again, like, they could have still done this while having it fully set in the late 1800s, it, like, the outside sure. civilization. Because y'all, have y'all seen fucking Peaky Blinders? That's early <laughs> 1900s. There's violence all around. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, no, I was like, yeah, this sounds like early 1900s Philadelphia. Yeah. Just people getting stabbed and shot in the street. That's For like real. Cool. That yeah, happened. I had no qualms about that. It's I am yeah. like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, no, like I truly don't know how I feel about that twist. Because here's like, I feel like if we had a movie where everything was the same and there was just, like, weird infighting happening or whatever. Like, a weird tension thing where someone mm-hmm. had to leave and then we found out it was modern day and that was the only twist. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Or if the only twist was the monsters not being actual monsters. That would be cool. Like, I, f- I feel like he was just trying to do too much. Yeah, I get that. I yeah. I agree. I kind of wanted the monsters to turn out to actually be real and that to, like, not be Noah because there was the whole thing about, like... There are rumors of the na, 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 yeah. but then it's not true. I yeah no, it would be cool to have that twist and then like untwist it and then like, but then yeah. again that would also be just another thing to be adding. I don't know. It's yeah. I liked the plot twist that it was modern day. I yes. wish that they hadn't tried to trick the audience so much with that headstone that we talked about. Yeah. And I yeah I I I did like that twist. I thought it was cool and I thought it was interesting um in like yeah. a culty way like that sounds very right. cultish to be exactly a thing but exactly. i because like when you take it that way it it like brings a whole new vibe to the movie because like mm-hmm. you have the one vibe the whole movie where you're like this is a monster movie and then mm-hmm. that twist happens and you're like oh no it's a cult movie and mm-hmm. i feel like so much more could have been done to make it obvious to the viewer that it was a cult while still keeping the younger, mm-hmm. like, members of the community in the dark about it. Yeah. So, like, you would kind of know that there was a twist coming. You knew that mm-hmm. it's a cult. You knew that they're hiding something. Mm-hmm. But, like, you don't know that it's 2004. I feel yeah. like that still could have made a really cool movie. But, yeah. Um, and I, I also feel like having the monsters be real and it be in 2004 would be so fucking cool because it's an animal reserve. Yeah. So it's like all these monsters are being kept in the animal reserve and then also this like random cult village. Like that would be kind of cool. And then if it has something to do with the Walker family, because it's like the Walker family owns the animal reserve. They're also the billionaires. Yeah. How these monsters tie in with that. That could have been fucking sick, bro. Like why are the Walkers billionaires? You know, maybe they could have been scientists that invented some weird fucking monster things for the government or whatever. And then they like decided they had to fuck off into this reserve to hide from the backlash from the fucking society. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. We should read. That could have been this movie. We should redo this movie. Someone give yeah. us sixty million dollars so we can redo this movie. We'll make it happen. Movie. We will make absolutely. a sick fucking movie without all the ableism bullshit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been super neat. And like, 
they also could have had a whole like angle to explore how they kept outsiders out because like there's just a throwaway line that like something got out about it in like a few years prior Mm -hmm. and it's just like okay but like why aren't people trying to break into this community if something got out about it because you know for a fact that that would be fucking oh my god absolutely for sure there'd be more people randomly showing up um right and like and then it could be like the cult was killing people Ooh, that would be fun right <laughs> that could be a cool thing this is one of the few movies like i feel like normally we watch movies and i'm like they could have cut like 20 minutes out they could have added 20 minutes they could have done with so much more time like, but less expanding on it elements that are conflicting you know yes yeah, yeah. i yeah because uh, uh, that that could have been a whole thing about like the the border with the watchtowers yeah you know? like mm-hmm. Their actual function is to make sure that people aren't trying to come in rather than yes. the monsters. And it's like, but meanwhile, they're just torturing these poor fucking souls who think they yeah. have to work on these watchtowers. And they're yeah. just like cold and miserable and terrified all the time. Yeah. These, like, and for why? Yeah. And it's also, yeah. why did they decide to bring the monsters back now? Like, you know, because right? they're like, oh, it's been years since any of the monsters have shown up. <laughs> and like suddenly right. they, <laughs> how dare you? Um, suddenly did they, was that a sneeze? Bless you. It was a cough. <laughs> Okay, well, I rescind my bless you. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like, why did they bring the monsters back now? Like, why all of a sudden? Just yeah. like, is it because the, he wanted, Lucius, Lucius wanted to go into the woods? And so they're like, now nah, we gotta bring the monsters back. I'm, so I mean, go. maybe. I don't know. But It was just yeah. weird. Or is it? It's, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. And that's something that, like, um, a lot of the critics who don't like this movie have brought up, too, is just that, like, the twists and stuff just bring up more questions than answers. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not really what a plot twist is supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get so, that. So, mm-hmm. it just makes it more confusing. <laughs> that's fair. I, yeah. yeah. I might have to. I honestly. Now that I've thought about it more, I might have to, I might have to bring my rating down. Just because I'm like, hmm, actually, yeah, maybe it wasn't fuck shit going on. Right? I think it was still a, a really, it had a really good bones, mm-hmm. this, this movie. Absolutely, yeah. I think it had like a 7.5 overall. Yeah, I honestly kind of feel like it could do really well with a, getting a prequel. Yeah. To kind cool. of explain a lot of the questions. Yeah, yeah. And I would watch the shit out of that. Just don't let M. Night Shyamalan make it. Yeah. <laughs> We will make it. <laughs> we'll make it. We'll make you a prequel. Instead of, yeah. like, remaking the movie, we'll just make you a prequel. Yeah. And it'll, like, just Clear serve as... Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll, be great. it'll work really well. <laughs> so, but the twists, whether you're a fan of them or not, they do bring about a lot of broader themes of the movie that, like, are actually really effective and important commentary on society. So, mm-hmm. we can talk about that a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, so, one of them... I'm sure you can probably guess, is people in power using fear as a means of control. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge tactic that we see in the U.S. by our government. And you can definitely make the government, or the government, <laughs> you could definitely make the argument that it's so ingrained in our society that it trickles all the way down to really common parenting styles in the U.S. Mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a huge part of our society and it's a huge issue. So, <coughs> Sorry. How dare you now? I Jesus know. Christ. I'm so sorry. It's winter. We're all dying. It's fine. Yeah. It's sickness. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, with the elders using the creatures as a means to control the rest of their community to make sure that it grows up how they want it to. That's mm-hmm. um, just a microcosm of our government, basically. Mm, for sure. Yeah. And another one that I think is pretty blatant to see is... Um, the film being about modern religious extremism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's similar to what I was saying about, like, government. A lot of um, ex- modern extremist religions do the same kind of thing. I don't really think I have to spell it out too terribly much. Mm-hmm. But, like, the arbitrary rules, like, the bad color and stuff like that, and the mm-hmm. brainwashing of the community members to believe what they're told without question mm-hmm. is kind of a pillar of extremist religion. Um, Absolutely. And I'm not calling out any specific religions or anything like that. It's just something that, like, is common in religious extremism in general. Yeah. And, yeah, like I said, just believing the word of religious leaders, in this case, the elders, without question, mm-hmm. is the biggest part of that um and just as a result of extreme manipulation mm-hmm. so and then it also 
goes down to parental manipulation and childhood trauma being huge themes here as exemplified again by the manipulation by the elders and then Mm -hmm. all of the younger people in this society are traumatized like and honestly not just the younger people everyone Mm -hmm. in this society is traumatized like this whole film is just about trauma Mm -hmm. and everything is a metaphor for a different kind of trauma and a different thing that inflicts trauma on a community or a society as a whole. So mm-hmm. it's definitely an interesting look at things like that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it's, I find it interesting that all these, like the elders, they left their community, like mm-hmm. the town, um, because of these like human monsters that have, mm-hmm. you know, torn apart their families, put them through a lot of grief. And then they seem to have met at this counseling center and they decide to put a cult together and like, you know, run away into the woods, um, using money as a way to protect themselves. Um, and then in the spirit of not taking any fucking lesson (laughs) from that, Mm -hmm. they start a society with no money while at the same time paying off, um, a bunch of government people to not fly over there, paying a bunch of people to patrol the area, um, just to uphold this. And then also having these monsters be actually human, um, mm-hmm. whenever the whole reason that they left is because they were so scared of other people destroying their families, and then they're just inflicting the same trauma onto their children. Exactly. In order to make them do whatever they want and to stay, and then they're, like, saying, oh, it's because we care, you know? <laughs> it's because right? we care about you, and we don't want you to go through any of that. It's like, but they are, though. Yeah, it's a very, very visual representation of perpetuating general generational trauma, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And it's d- the money thing. I actually hadn't thought about that part mm-hmm. too terribly much. Just I know him being like, you're so lucky you've never lived in a society with money. And while well, he's like in the back fucking writing checks to the U.S. government. Exactly. For millions of dollars to not yeah. buy their plane. What the fuck? Like, yeah. Like, oh, our society doesn't deal with money. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. You rely you, on it. You inherited your, you know, all yeah. of your, your money. And uh, yeah generational you're not wealth, et participating in capitalism you're reinventing it like, yeah it's, it's just you know it's, it's capitalism there. in a different font <laughs> yeah exactly it's yeah just wild but i think this movie it definitely has its flaws but mm-hmm. looking at the underlying themes and like all the other yeah. like, shit that it did it like mm-hmm. is a surprisingly insightful movie and mm-hmm. does a lot of really cool shit and yeah, I that's just... why I think I enjoyed it so much, is it had a lot to say. It had a lot of interesting yeah. things to say um, that Definitely. I can get behind. But then also, you know, it turns around and has some really awful things to say that I can't yeah. get behind. So, you I know, need to make a decision. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, maybe just stop using disability as a plot device for negativity. Yeah, not cool. And then... You know, maybe maybe we wouldn't have had to spend 15 minutes on that alone. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, but overall, I... take the ableism out. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. In my opinion. I, yeah, no. I, yeah. I just said the same thing over and over again. Yep. <laughs> I think this would be a great movie to get a revamp. Don't put oh, yeah. a night on it. Same plot points. Make it 20 minutes longer to explain mm-hmm. some shit uh cast actual you know people who share the same disabilities as their characters yeah like um, cast the people who are what you're trying to represent yes and get them to write parts of their script yes. because fuck all of that oh my god consult Fucking with them on everything lucius's whole like monologue being like oh, what if we went to town and found stuff that could fix you i'm like bro what? oh my <laughs> he, he really threw a line in there yeah about trying to essentially cure what a lot of people assume to be autism yeah i mm, like that's bad even for 2004 bro that's so fucking gross yeah oh my god yeah yeah i i didn't like okay so i've seen this movie one other time like a few years back and Mm -hmm. like i somehow forgot about that line and so when that line was uttered i'm like you have to be fucking kidding me right now you did not just oh my god um that's not cool don't uh, don't do that no not a good look no a decidedly bad look (laughs) yeah 
let it might sound like we are shitting on this movie as a whole. We're yeah. not. I th- we're I shitting on it. ableism yeah. and M Night Shyamalan. I enjoyed it the whole time I was yeah. watching it. I was enjoy I was enjoying the folky vibe. Yeah, I was enjoying the monsters. I was enjoying the little love story that was cute. Uh, yes. Um, I thought all the characters were fun and interesting. I liked this like cult elder thing going on. Uh, I love a cult movie. It's so much fun. We love a cult movie in this house. Absolutely. But you can't talk about the good things without talking about the shitty things too. Exactly. You got to be critical of the media that you enjoy. It's important. Learn how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sir, is there anything else to say? Not about the, about, about the movie. <laughs> not about the village. Yeah. But, um, so that kind of wraps that up. But we did want to, yeah. before we leave you today, um, discuss some heavier topics. Yeah. We talked about putting this at the beginning of the episode, but we didn't want to, like, talk about it and then be like, and then our giveaway, because that just... <laughs> yeah. It, it felt really gross, yes. quite frankly. So we, we put it here, and it's not because it's an afterthought. It's because we didn't want... Yeah. It to look like we're being flippant about anything. Yes. Or, yeah, just, you know, talking about it at the beginning because we were like, this is something we have to talk about. So we're going to talk about it and then just move right along. It's This should be at the end. So this is our final yeah. note. Something, something to let you uh, simmer on and think about and hopefully do something about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right now there's a genocide happening. There is. In, in Palestine. Um the Israeli government is actively uh, bombing, killing, murdering uh, people in Palestine uh, on the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. It's fucking disgusting. And uh, we over here um, stand for Palestine. We support Palestine. We want Palestinian freedom. Uh, we also don't condone genocide. Um, no. And we also want to give a big fuck you to Spyglass. Um, Giant fuck you to Spyglass. It's, like, so small in the grand scheme of things, but, like, it's specific to us because of Scream it's, 7. It's relevant to the podcast, so we yeah. wanted to bring um, this aspect of it up. Yeah. We um, support anyone who is using their voice to stand with Palestine. We hope we are also using our voice to stand with Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who don't know specifically what happened with Spyglass and Scream 7, mm-hmm. recently in the last, at the time this will be coming out, in the last couple of weeks, Melissa Barrera posted on her Instagram story, I believe, mm-hmm. a post about, you know, condemning genocide and about how people need to be paying attention to what's happening to Palestinians. Mm-hmm. And... Spyglass's response was to remove her from Scream 7, Mm -hmm. and their only statement about it was that they cannot support anti-Semitism. And I want to make it very clear that condemning the Israeli government Mm -hmm. and Zionism is not inherently Mm anti-Semitic. And nothing that she said was Mm anti-Semitic at all. Mm -hmm. And... So she's no longer on Scream 7, and Jenna Ortega has also since then stepped down as well in solidarity. Mm. We stan. Yes. So that's what's going on with Scream 7. Once it comes out, if Spyglass is still involved in any way, shape, or form, I will not be anywhere near a fucking theater showing it. Absolutely And We won't be talking about it on the pod. No. We won't be talking about it at all. Um, So if you're wondering when it comes out, why we're not talking about it, that's because Spyglass apparently doesn't believe in condemning genocide. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and we're going to call it what it fucking is. Uh, there's a lot of people who are out there being using different words, different language. It's mm-hmm. genocide. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we are two people in their mid-20s in the U.S. who have absolutely no power other than with our voice uh so we want to speak out about it um i wish there's more we could do um if yeah. you can uh sign petitions uh get informed uh twitter is a great place tiktok is a great place look at people who are actually on the ground in palestine um reporting on it uh believe what they are saying and not necessarily what the u.s news media is saying because mm-hmm. they're going to be on the side of the u.s government who is funding this genocide um yes. And uh, if there's reliable places that we can find to donate, um, we'll definitely drop them and include them uh, somewhere on our social medias or even in the bio, uh, the description of this. Um, yeah, do what absolutely. you can. Keep learning. Keep talking about it. Uh, they want you to stop talking about it so that way they can continue to perpetuate this genocide. 
Um, yeah, and we we can't let that happen. So absolutely, um, we we're not going to plug our social it. media or anything. We're just no. going to kind of end it on here. It's not important. Um, no, no, yeah. So check the bio or the description for this episode for resources for learning about what's going on in Palestine mm-hmm. and where you can donate, where you can sign petitions, talk to your representatives, demand a ceasefire. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And we will probably be bringing this up again. The only reason we haven't thus far is because we record things really far in advance and we didn't really know what the situation was going to be looking like yeah. at the time episodes yes. came out. But mm-hmm. we're we're not going to shut up about it now. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Um. So that's the end. Guys, we'll see yeah. you soon. Uh, in yep. a couple of weeks. Uh, see you in a couple of weeks. Take care of yourselves back. and yes. free Palestine. Free Palestine, absolutely. Um, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>